0: I don't know. I always think if there's a way to, do we just start, This it just a taster? Do we just start saying we're doing a taster? This is a taster one. We're doing a taster.
1: Welcome to taste town.
0: Welcome. To, yeah, that's a taste good one. Rich got it. Welcome to taste town. We're in taste town population. The three of us and you, the listener at home. <laughs> that, was, that was quick. You're quick on your feet. Thank you. I work hard. We're back. It's liquid bread. It's taster time.
1: Welcome to tastetown
0: Welcome to tastetown Rich is going to lead us in another delicious tasting of a beer that he's picked out for us. Rich, the beer you've picked out is Boulevard Brewing Company's Tank Seven American Saison Ale. That's right. Why'd you pick out this beer?
1: Well, it's yummy and uh, it's easy to find, um, which I'm thrilled about. I'm glad it's. Excuse me, as I open it here, I'm glad it's easy to find because. Uh, Boy, when it first came out, I don't know, 2009 or something like that. I was living in San Francisco and uh, went out to Kansas City where this brewery is based and uh, fell in love with it out there. And um, it started to make its way out to San Francisco. And I I dug it there. And then, um, yeah, now it's – since then, Boulevard has uh, actually been purchased by a pretty large but high-quality Belgian brewery. And they're now uh, sending their beer really all over the states. they got a lot of good uh, cash infusion in their uh, – able to to make their beer go larry's shaking you said uh, i swear to god I'm i ashamed. know how to pour a beer. i am ashamed of his pour. i don't know how mine,
0: mine isn't i don't know how it ended up i don't know how this happened mine
1: isn't great oh, but man. Look, at, look i think at i wasn't Maddie's. paying
0: attention Wait, it's Maddie, about Maddie. 95 hold it up to
1: the camera it's hold about... up to the camera i think there's some beer in there mm. Un- a little bit it's about Unbelievable. 95 95 Unbelievable. i don't know how Under- i did this i swear to god but i know how to pour i did eight inches of foam there's a little bit of beer found it
0: unbelievable Mm. I, i you know what this is how i drink beer you know what rich says however you drink beer however you enjoy beer is good (laughs) this i enjoy mostly bubbles i enjoy just a pillow of foam for about 45 minutes before i actually get a sip of beer while we wait for this to go down rich you want (laughs) to kind of get us started
1: maddie can i try to make you feel better yes sir let you know that this is a highly carbonated beer you still poured like shit, but it doesn't have- <laughs> I'm
2: glad you added that.
1: I
0: was going to say you're not going to make me feel <laughs> yeah. better because I'm like Larry's got his nicely poured glass. Yeah, right next I, I'm pouring mine at five thousand. Yeah, feet yours looks like ball. a normal human poured it. Mine just looks like a <laughs> so good. monster just poured like, like a paint human? like one of those paint shaking machines poured my beer.
1: <laughs> All right, so so, uh, Lita, so yeah, a, so we just poured our glasses. Yeah, it's Belgian style beer, and one thing that we have talked about over the, the previous season was that. Belgian style beers are typically highly carbonated. And the reason for that is that there are tons of really delicate, well, not always so delicate, but a lot of interesting aromatics that the Belgians are really excited about pushing at your nose, basically. So you can't, you can't miss, you can't avoid these, these aromatics. So go ahead and take a taste, or take a smell and take a taste. Uh, Larry, what, what, (laughs) <laughs> what you guys at home can't see is that Larry just uh, buried his nose in the foam and is currently wiping foam off of his nose. I
0: love it. Now who's the uh, foam guy? <laughs> now
1: he's foaming McGee? Oh, this is a good beer. It's a really good beer, right? So yeah, it's really tasty. It mm. is known for being super citrusy and super peppery and a little bit of earthiness in there. Mm. There's some other twists and turns, but the main, those main three things that you should be getting are various citrus fruits and various um, uh, pepper notes and earth notes and earthiness. I definitely want to talk about earthiness because that's a term that really bugs a lot of people. Cause you think of it with wine and it sounds fancy, but at the same time it's like, what the hell is earth? Why do I want to drink earth? Why do I want to eat earth? It sounds gross. So uh, what do you guys want to, what do you, what do you want to talk about in this one?
0: Um, I mean, I just, first of all, I'm, I do want to talk about that earthiness, but right away it's very fruity. And the citrus really was what just jumped Mm -hmm. out to me when I tasted it. Yeah, cool.
1: I'm getting,
2: I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting the hops.
0: There's Mm
2: -hmm. there's a level of bitterness in here Mm -hmm. and, and like pininess. Like I thought the hops on the
0: nose, I smelled on the nose. Um, I smelled the, I smelled hops, I smelled the taste, the taste was fruitier for me.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm actually. So, it's, it's not as fruit forward to me as I'm getting the. I mean, it is citrus. It is citrusy. So I'm not. I'm not saying that. But what I like about this is it. it, it I mean, I know this is. It, it reminds me of like a, a good German. Um, I know it's a different style, but it, a, a good German Pilsner.
1: Okay. Is that, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is what I want to talk about. So, Maddie, you're getting tons of fruit. Larry, you're getting a little bit more bitterness. And what. You're getting German Pilsneriness, and Let's mm-hmm. talk about what that German Pilsner note is. When let's, let's do it again. I know this is boring. It's lame. Nerdy. Do the nose trick. Oh, good. Right? Hold your nose, take everybody. A of, take a taste of the beer with your nose plugged. Don't breathe out. Okay? Swallow the beer. Don't breathe out. And make sure you're just tasting the beer. What do you taste? Look for sweetness and look for bitterness. If you want, you can look for sourness and salt and other things. But mainly the thing with this beer is that it is not sweet at all it's a really dry beer and that means that you don't have a lot of sugar in there to balance whatever bitterness is present all right so if you have a lot of sweetness if you have a lot of sweetness in your beer you can add a lot of bitterness to it and the bitterness and the sweetness are going to balance each other but in a beer like this when you've got very very little residual sugar then what bitterness is in there is going to be that much more pronounced so the fact is this is not a super bitter beer But, Larry, what you're getting on this German Pilsner note is that it's kind of like 25, 30 bitterness units or something like that, and it does not have a lot of residual sugar. So it's nice and dry and lean and a little bit bitter the way – I'm trying to burp your – excuse me, the way uh, a good German Pilsner is. But on top of that, you got all the fruit aromas uh, from, from all the hops and from the yeast. And those fruit aromas, would you describe them as ripe fruit? sweet ripe uh luscious juicy fruit or is it more like underripe or kind of tight acidic fruit
0: i'd say underripe i'd mm. say yeah i i a lot of it is it's, it's almost like an orange rind is al- is mm-hmm. kind of the flavor that i get yeah, like I get it almost this uh, this beer almost tastes like the version of you know when a restaurant kind of just throws an orange slice into a uh, you know a half a wise or whatever beer you get in there, mm-hmm. and it, mm-hmm. I don't always love that. It never feels like right. It feels like this is the goal flavor almost for in my head. Like this is the yeah, per, the good blend of a little bit of that orange. See, I feel Like you're getting a little essence. bit more
2: refreshment than I am. I'm
0: getting, yeah, I'm getting a lot of oranginess. You're not getting it.
2: I mean, I'm getting. I'm, it is citrusy, but I, I definitely would say like an underripe fruit. I don't feel like it's yeah. overly robust and fruit. Uh-huh. You know, and maybe I that's I what, say maybe fruity. that's what it is it's, when I think of like them what, squeezing an orange in something. It's like I'm I'm getting. Yeah,
0: yeah. I guess that's yeah. It's not like a fruity like, and like I said, that it's like it's been soaked. It's like they soaked an orange rind in it, and that kind of mm. sounds gross. But I like... orange to, rind, I, orange I mean rind, it very
2: orange rind. I agree with more, yeah. more the rind than the actual. Yeah, meat it kind of yeah. Fruit. It kind
0: of that yeah, the, the the aroma of a walking around an orange a citrus field. Yeah,
2: here's the
1: deal. This is a, this is awesome. These are exactly the things you should be noticing off the spear. This is what Boulevard wants you to notice. This is what any good saison brewer wants you to notice. They want you to smell fruit, and particularly citrus, but they don't want you to think of sweetness. So what, is, what did we just describe in the taste? Did we say it was sweet? No. Did we say it was kind of bitter? Not super bitter, but it leans bitter because of that balance. So when you go, you know, when you're in the mood for some fruit... I'm sorry. Go ahead. If you're in the mood for some... That's right, Larry. I need to <laughs> <laughs> If you're in the mood for some some fruit, like a sweet fruit on your on your cereal or something in the morning, do you want something that's like dry, not sweet, and kind of bitter? no it's not fun but this is like a refreshing version of fruit mm-hmm. and so what's going on here is that there are a lot of different citrus aromas some of them are coming from American hops and those are particularly the grapefruit and orange aromas and then some of them are coming from the yeast particularly the lemon ones and mm. all of these are like rind it's not like lemon yeah. well lemon juice isn't very sweet it, like orange juice can be kind of sweet and all that like orange desserts are kind of sweet really what we're talking about here is just the, those, those nice kind of citrusy aromas yeah, I, oh.
0: I think I think I think one of my issues, just a, a terminology thing, a habit that I almost need to break myself of, is when I say fruity. Hmm. In this instance, I just meant kind of like I tasted a fruit, and that fruit huh? can be like eighteen. Like there's not eighteen fruits. There's a, millions of fruits. There's tons of fruits, and it can be any kind of fruit. And so I'm like, oh yeah, I do they taste found fruitiness.
1: A 19th fruit. They found a nineteenth fruit. <laughs> oh good,
0: number nineteen. <laughs> we'll get to twenty. Because if I told someone, like if someone told me it was a fruity beer, it's hmm. not. I don't know. This isn't fruity. No. Like it's you not think, fruity. <laughs> as in like a lot. Yeah, you think of like the like a yeah. lot of sweet fruits and like juicy flavor and stuff. And it's none of those things. I just too take like the fruit. So that's almost like a, a personal goal of mine that I'm gonna set for myself right here <laughs> now. I guess is to stop saying fruity whenever just there's an idea of a fruit. But yeah, it's the it's the orange. Yeah, it's that orange rind. It's it's the, it's the rind. That citrusy. It's the rind.
2: Yeah. I, that, mm. that, is, that comes through. Can so. I say
0: this? To me, this does not. Like I would not think saison, and maybe that's crazy. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's it's weird because I, I I honestly don't get as much like the funk. That I expect from a saison, it's mm-hmm. it's almost. I don't know. It it. it uh,
2: I I yeah. I disag I disagree a little bit. I mean, I'm getting a hint of it. I I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I, like I I can. I'm get I'm still getting that saison note, but it's just. But I'm. it, it feels to me like a German pilsner and a saison made love and had this beer.
1: <laughs> All right. I love that, and I love that you're getting a more savory version of this, Larry, and. I was talking earlier about carbonation playing a role for helping to promote the the, the aromatics jumping over, or up to your nose, but it also, I mean, carbonation is bitter, carbonation is sour, so it adds a hardness to a beer. And Maddie, you had a terrible pour, if I do say so myself, and you knocked out all of – We
0: don't <laughs> need to. We don't need to bring that back and well, we no, relitigate this, the pour.
1: This is a big thing. So, let, Maddie, you're drinking a. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm playing basketball here. I got some noisy sneakers here. But, uh, Maddie, you're uh, wearing. You're Jesus, where, I'm losing losing this one. <laughs> Maddie, you are drinking a much flatter beer okay. than than Larry's. And so, because of that, you're missing some of the balance, some of the oh, sourness, and of the. That's the sad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <That's a bummer.
1: laughs> Maddie, yours is a little bit riper and lusher than mm. than Larry's. Ooh. Is. I don't know how you guys feel about cooties, but you could you could. Switch glasses. Taste each other's beers. No,
0: we poured our glasses. We got our (laughs) (laughs) glasses.
1: Also, I don't know. At this
0: point, I feel like my palate's probably just too corrupted by this one that I just. Tastes the same thing.
1: Mm. We we are just following following me on the heels of a bunch of milkshake uh, milkshake IPAs. Yeah, yeah, we did just drink a smoothie. All right. All right, yeah,
2: let's and, and there's a, it's not. It could be colder. Maybe I think the ones we have, or you feel like yours is a, at the right at good temperature. I
0: I have kind of gotten into warmer beers in general. Really? So I don't know. I me, kind it of I like on, It depends this. on the
2: style I'm drinking. But this is this is I, I like I like this beer a lot. Rich. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for um, this is a great choice for recommending it.
1: You got it. It's I adore this beer. Um, I promised that we'd talk a little bit about the I was going to say
0: earthiness. I, I had it. Yeah.
1: Let's talk about some earthiness. Let's do it. So, so Maddie, there are a lot of different types of saison interpretations out there. Cezanne is not a very finely defined style. It's got a it's got a lot of wiggle room, and some of them are a little bit fruitier, some are a little bit earthier, some are a little bit more phenolic, it's called, which are typically those peppery aromas that you're going to get in a Cezanne. Um, I think this one leans a little bit on the fruit-heavy side. But what pulls it back into Saison territory is that it does have that kind of savory earthiness. Now, earthiness is a huge aromatic category that can go kind of the, the, the range I talk about is like gentle earthiness is things like, um you know, like raw, raw mushrooms, okay, or like uh, uh, the rind on brie cheese, okay, it's not real funky or earthy or stinky, but it's it's got a little savory note to it that's a little bit fungusy, earthy, mu- mushroomy. Uh, but then from there you can go into things like cooked mushrooms or like wet leaves like walking through the forest, got a lot of mushrooms, a lot of leaves and things like that. You get into eventually into like animal things. So a little bit of poop, a little bit of horse blanket, like wet wool, uh, sweat, fur, things mm. like that. So that's, that's more mm. on the extreme end of earthiness. And that's hard for that stuff to, to be enjoyable, but certain beers can pull it off, certain wines can pull it off. But in general, that kind of gentler end of earthiness adds a real interesting kind of savory dimension to a beer. It makes it so it's not just a, a sweet, unbalanced cocktail, but instead it has that kind of savory underpinning.
2: Would hay be included
1: in that? Hay? Yeah, it could. Uh, hay, hay is normally considered more in the in the grassy, herbaceous side of things. However, often hay is stored kind of wet. You know, you got to bale it up and and let it dry and you get a little bit kind of a a moldiness in there for actual real hay production. Uh, So if if you're if you lived on a farm and you're around that, then you know that aroma. But regardless, this beer has some of that. And if you have poured your entire bottle or your entire can, you're drinking some of the yeast that was in the bottom of the can or the bottle. Okay, And that is also another source of some of that earthy flavor because yeast, which is what ferments beer and ferments bread and all that, is a fungus. And so if you're not comfortable talking about fungus or bacteria or anything like that, you got to get comfortable with that stuff because that's what Mm -hmm. ferments beer and uh, ferments all sorts of foods and drinks that we enjoy. And so you will get an earthy component uh, if you actually drink that too. So I'm drinking my beer. I still have some in my can here, so I haven't consumed it all and there's still yeast in the bottom. But the glass that I'm drinking out of has some of that earthy aroma that's been produced by the yeast itself. So, huzzah! That's delicious,
0: <laughs> that's it it's very, very good. Very good. It, is, it is good. Uh, then I got oh, sorry, I'm
1: completely wrong. That's not tank seven. I, I have not d- described the most important element about this, it's actually the least interesting element to me, but it is an important element. It has a lot of American hops in it. So, American oh. hops are, are giving you all that orange and grapefruit. Aroma.
2: I was going to ask you, what, what, uh, what American hops?
1: I don't know. what, oh. what, what does it doesn't say it on the on bottle,
0: here? so yeah, we can't uh, cheat. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, picking out specific hops when I, when I drink a beer, it's not a strong point of mine. Got it, got There's it. There's so many, so many different ways that these hops can be expressed in different beers, different years, sure. however the hops burn and all that stuff. So I just haven't committed that time. But looking at looking at the... So sort of the low-hanging fruit on this is that it would be something like Cascade and Citra are super citrus-heavy hops that are easy for a brewery to get. And uh, Boulevard certainly has the purchasing power to get any hops they want. But those are good, safe hops to be putting in a sort of beer like this to add lots of really nice citrusy aromatics. So I'm going to
0: ask the question that we always ask you. Someone listening, they just tasted alongside us. They listened to the podcast. It was fantastic. It was a great afternoon for them, enjoying the podcast and drinking. Tonight, they got to make dinner or they got to pick up dinner. They bought a six pack of these Tank Sevens. They got four bottles left. Maybe they're going to have a couple friends over to share the dinner with them. Maybe they got a special someone. What dish? What dish should they pair with this
2: American Saison Ale? Please tell me bologna sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) I'm down. down.
1: It would be so good with a (laughs) bologna (laughs) sandwich. It was not the first thing that came to mind, but damn, that would be great. It's great with, with cold cuts, with uh, with fermented meats or cured meats. It's great with breads of all of all kinds. And if you want to throw a little uh, you know yellow French's mustard on there, uh, that's that's a hell of a pairing there with your with your bologna sandwich. I do I
0: also, I said we're having people over. We got four bottles left in the six pack. Someone's coming over. Mm. What's a dish? What well, I'm I'm trying to impress them. I can have cold cuts on my own. I can have a bologna sandwich on my own, but I want to impress these people. My boss is coming over.
2: <laughs> I, I would be impressed with a bologna sandwich. No. <laughs> go, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh,
1: I would say, you know, a, a, fun, a fun route. All right. If you're going to try and impress people that are coming over, a, a clear go-to if you're hosting is to get something a little bit expensive. So you might serve some meat or something like that. But why don't we trick them and say, hey, we're going to not trick them, but basically come up with something interesting that's delicious, but it's also vegetarian. Okay. that's That's a bolder call. you're like, hey, trust me, it's going to work. And you bring out the beer, and it is amazing. So I would go with something like stuffed mushrooms.
0: Okay? Take some
1: mushroom caps. Take some some cremini mushrooms. you got the brown mushrooms. Pop out the the stems. Okay? Flip them them upside down. Throw in a bunch of – what what would I do? Probably salt, olive oil, maybe just a dash of uh, red wine vinegar. Throw them in the oven for like 20 minutes at 350 or so. Let them roast so they're actually cooked, but you haven't stuffed them yet. And then – Fill them with um, some dabs of some sort of assertive cheese, something like Taleggio cheese from Italy. It's nice and kind of it's almost meaty as a cheese and it's a little earthy, salty, and you have a super savory, uh, slightly herbaceous, um, earthy. Again, I keep saying earthy dish that is fatty and rich and you need something like this beer to counteract that okay mm. so here's going to provide the carbonation unless you're maddie it won't have carbonation i promise i'll uh, pour I, better
0: with my bosses here
1: i hope so i worked
0: hard on the <laughs> mushrooms i want to pour better
1: and, uh, it's going to provide a little bit of a uh, kind of a citrus uh, zing to it to uh, counteract uh, something or not counter uh, contrast some of the the earthy saltiness that's in that food and uh, it's gonna be that's gonna be a it's absolutely delicious. Yeah, bird. see,
0: that's why I ask. That's why I push past the bologna sandwich and the. Cold. That sounds fantastic. I'm getting a raise. I'm getting a promotion. I'm getting the corner office. But if
2: I was your boss and you gave me a bologna sandwich, you still might get a raise.
0: Okay, mushrooms is the appetizer.
2: Bologna sandwich. is it the to the entry. table,
0: the coffee table, we're sitting around chatting. Then you bring him, and he's like, "Oh, this is fantastic. How could it get better?" And he's thinking, "Oh, it's going to be something fancy. This yeah. guy stuffs some mushrooms. And you and bring him a motherfucking bologna, bologna, bologna sandwich." <laughs> And they're like, "Oh, you're the man."
1: Yeah, he'll be like, "Can I share can I share a, a slice of my nerdy beer life with you guys?" Good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to wait for an answer. I'm just going to tell you. Yes, yes. I, of
0: course you can. <laughs> oh, you can talk about your beer life on the beer podcast. Of
1: course. Um, uh, I was chatting with another master Cicerone this week and we were talking about how, you know, frequently in interviews uh, with the media they'll say like, "All right, you know, let's talk about food pairings. Like, what are we going to pair this uh, or like what's the best food pairing beer?" Okay? And so it's frequent that Cezanne comes to mind because yeah. Cezanne, which is this style of beer, is like, it's super food friendly. It just yeah. loves three different types of food. Okay, it loves things that are salty, fatty, earthy, herbaceous, citrusy. Uh, it, you know, it loves like starches. It, lo- it's just, it, it goes so well with pretty much anything that's not sweet and not really roasty. Okay? However, uh, this person I was talking to was like, you know what? I came up with a few other beers and I did not say Cezanne. I avoided saying Cezanne because it's sort of an easy go-to. And uh, the, the journalist that, that this person was talking to said, you know, you're the first person who didn't lead with Cezanne. So what's, what's up with that? And so we, what we were doing was, at the time we were talking about Cezanne and how there's so many different interpretations of it. So if you want to go, uh, if you want to take it sort of uh, simply and just like look at food pairing from like a basic angle, like Cezanne is a great beer to work with so many different types of food. However, you can nerd out, you can go down any rabbit holes, with saison and with food pairing, and end up finding ways to do like incredible ten, eleven, you know, eleven on the on the good pairing scale uh, pairings with certain saisons and certain foods that actually make it so that other saisons wouldn't work as well with that food. But if you want sort of general stuff, you can just you know yeah. say saison's going to work with a lot of stuff. But if you want to get nerdy, you can end up saying certain saisons <laughs> are better than others with certain foods. Yeah,
2: good to know. Saison is so, usually my go-to if I'm just like you know. I'm just gonna. I need something to pair because, like with with seafood. Yeah. That's oh, citru- that's citrusy. Mm, that's citrus. Nope.
1: Mm. Ever had a salad before? Ever had seafood? Ever never, had a had, never had
0: a salad
2: before.
1: No. Mm. What's the salad? Don't need salad. What's the salad?
0: The bologna sandwiches. Well, Rich, thanks so much. This was a really tasty one. I was, cool. I was, I, was, I was wondering how this one would go, and you luck, you did it again, Rich. You got by again. Rich did it. again. I did
1: nothing. Beer, beer did it. And uh, I'm sorry that I uh, ruined the flow of things with my uh, boring, nerdy uh, Cicerone story. Theme. I love that
2: story. No, love love the story. This fantastic. This beer is f- We Fucking rewarded this. Excuse who stuck the around. language.
0: It's really good. It's this is actually good. really good. I'm really, what damn been. it. Yeah. I guess that's it. Rich, do you have anything else you want to say about this beer? I think we've covered most
1: of it. Oh, I have not even started. Oh, boy. I'm looking uh, up. Here we go. <laughs> Form a
0: Patreon for that. Rich, <laughs> well, right, Larry.
1: What? Now that I've said this jokingly, I should provide something. Uh, so <laughs> Cezanne yeast is known, yeast is known for, for throwing off a little bit of bubble gum, which I don't get in this beer. Hmm. So yeah, I don't get any
2: bubble gum. It's
1: like an artistic choice. It's an interpretation. The, the, this brewery, with this beer, has decided to use a Cezanne strain at a certain temperature, all this other stuff, that makes it so it doesn't throw off a lot of bubble gum. But bubble gum, you will notice in something like Cezanne DuPont. You better shut me up. I'm gonna keep going. Larry,
2: what do you have to say to, to cap off this episode? I was just gonna say I like a saison du Pont.
1: I do. I, it's I
2: just one of my do. favorites. I it might do. be my favorite beer. Yeah, I like to have. I just like to have one at the house. It goes with anything. Dessert
0: saison, and you know what? The Boulevard Brewing Company's Tank Seven Tank American Saison Ale is a fine choice as well. All right, thanks everyone for listening. Um, you know our contacts at Liquid Bread Pod on Twitter, at Liquid Bread Pod on Instagram. Email us at liquidbreadpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions for Rich, want us to taste any certain beer uh, that you think it might like, might like, we're down for that. Um, otherwise, you know, good luck with your boss's visit tonight. Good luck recreating the mushrooms that Rich set out for you. And until next time, happy Baloney beers. sandwiches. Oh, baloney sandwiches.
2: Baloney <laughs>
1: sandwiches.